Hello, my sweet friend. Welcome to This Embodied Life with board-certified life and well-being nurse coach, Megan Rattan. In this podcast, I offer insights, resources, and practices to support you in connecting with the wisdom of your own body and experiences. Hello, my sweet friend. I wanted to speak a bit today about mindfulness and meditation. It's all about, in my mind, returning back to our body and the very wisdom that we have within our own body. Listening to and putting our body first is actually a really key ingredient to balance, and our nervous system is at the heart of all of it. Within our nervous system, you have your central nervous system and your autonomic nervous system. Within your autonomic nervous system, it houses both your sympathetic and your parasympathetic nervous systems. And the sympathetic nervous system is more our accelerator, where the parasympathetic nervous system is our brake. And really, for true balance or homeostasis, the two should work together. If our autonomic nervous system functions as it should, the sympathetic nervous system will spring into action when needed, will have bursts of activity, and then it should quiet and settle again, stimulating the parasympathetic nervous system. Unfortunately, the collective is operating on an overstimulated sympathetic nervous system. So this is our fight, flight, fawn, and freeze response. And All of this has to also do with our breathing, our heart rate, our blood pressure, our digestion, just to name a few. And so when we have failure to recover from a moment of acute stress or chronic stress or acute and chronic traumas, that constant exposure to the stress creates imbalance and we remain agitated, restless, and anxious. So think about it this way, if you are not able to slow down, if you are so overstimulated that you cannot relax, even with the best of intentions, you can't settle into a moment of being and not doing, of relaxing and receiving. These are signs that you're actually operating on an overstimulated sympathetic nervous system. So I believe that in listening to your body, you will begin to access your parasympathetic nervous system more readily. And this is your rest and digest response. And it's actually from this place that you will be able to make decisions with ease, expand your creativity, be more intentionally focused, and then you become a magnet for what matters most to you. To put it another way, you need to pause and be and receive in order to create, do, and give. And this is exactly what a balanced nervous system offers us. So there's even scientific studies behind what mindfulness and meditation can bring to our bodies. So there's a term neuroplasticity. I'm sure you've heard about this before, but it's essentially the scientific 
proof that our brains can change structure. That within our brains we have axons and neurons that fire together and there's um, a common term what fires together wires together. And so when you're on a constant cycle of this acute stress, chronic stress, that stimulation, that's what's firing and wiring together. The fantastic good news is you can rewire your own brain through practice. So within your brain, you have a part called the hippocampus. And this part is in charge of your learning processes, storing memories, spatial orientation. And through MRI, through imaging, they've been able to see that meditation, in fact, increases the size of your hippocampus. Also within your brain, you have your amygdala. Some people refer to this as our reptilian brain. Um, I like to joke when I'm dealing with little children or especially teenagers that they all have little lizard brains, right? They're not fully developed in their prefrontal cortex yet. Within all of us, our amygdala is responsible for a lot of our survival instincts, so fear, right? And because of that overstimulation, this can lead to anger and stress. Well, with the same imaging, they were able to find that meditation decreases the size of our amygdala. So there is, beyond the experience beyond the day-to-day nuances that people notice when they come into this practice. There's also scientific evidence to back it. Um, And I think that (laughs) it was perhaps even Danielle Laporte who joked that monks everywhere are nodding along like, yeah, yeah, we've been telling you for thousands of years, way to catch up science. I also like to think of it in the way of um, feminine and masculine energy, and this is without um, categories of gender. So each one of us houses feminine and masculine energy. You could think of this also as the yin and the yang, or the moon and the sun. And masculine characteristics are our doing modes, our giving, it's our logical mind very externally directed, action-based, we're achieving, we're planning, we're goal-oriented, we're driven. That's all the masculine energy within us. And then within each of us, we also have the feminine energies, which is more of our being mode, the act of receiving. When we tap into our intuitive mind or the internal messages, it's a more receptive energy, it's fluid, it's allowing more feeling-based, it's dynamic, it's reflective. And so this is why I love the idea of balance, because balance isn't one or the other, but it's both. It's inclusive. It's allowing room for all of it. And I also love the word balance because we are not perfect. We will get off-center. There will be imbalances in our life. And what mindfulness and meditation has offered for me is a noticing and awareness of when that happens. And then I'm able to return back to a grounded center more quickly. 
And that's where the power can be as well. It also offers almost a melting in the moment. There's something about releasing yourself in the present moment and being there for all that it is and coming into your senses. We receive so many sensations from our body to our mind. And with that, I always want to throw a huge asterisk on top and say, your mind and body are one. (laughs) But especially in Western thought, we separate the two all the time. So for the sake of this episode, I'll communicate in that way as well. We're very used to thinking, 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 thinking. And what mindfulness has offered for me is tapping back into my feeling and even going to the sensations of those feelings, going to the senses. And you could even look at it in a form of stress. This, this has triggered me or I am overstimulated or I am overwhelmed. I'm currently stressed and you could tap into those feelings a little deeper. Where am I feeling this in my body? If I could assign it a color, what color would it be? Is there a smell or taste associated with this? Is there any visuals I'm getting? So it brings us into the present moment in a different way, kind of listening from the inside, allowing the body to communicate up to the mind as far as what's going on. There's also a thought that the Dalai Lama shared where he talks about to trust the power of our hearts and awareness to awaken through all circumstances is really the magic of mindfulness. And in Tibetan teachings, this level of trust is sometimes referred to as the lion's roar. And it's an expression of confidence and power and joy that comes from knowing that we can open up to our life and that our heart can be deeply present for whatever comes our way. So knowing that there will be losses, knowing that there will be fears, knowing that there will be triggers and stresses. But we lean into that deep opportunity, that deep potential of wisdom and insight and love and connection. Mindfulness houses a lot, doesn't it? It isn't something that you can simply define it's definitely an experience and this is why on my podcast i'm going to be offering some simple meditation practices because i do believe in access i do believe in simplicity and i do believe in the word practice i jokingly and seriously refer to myself as a recovering perfectionist Notice how I didn't say recovered, but recovering. 
it already challenges the idea that you will arrive to an enlightened state and then everything will fall into line and you'll never have to worry about anything again. It doesn't work that way. It's about welcoming all of it, listening, making room, being present without deep agenda, being unattached to the outcome, and coming at it all with a lens of deep love and belonging and connection. My hope is that you will begin to welcome in moments of pausing and being and receiving and know that from that space, from that clarity, you'll be able to create so much more. And so maybe a simple way too to speak about it is rather than tapping into what you're thinking, perhaps you start tapping into what you're feeling. And a very simple way to do that is closing your eyes and reflecting inward. So my hope for you, my friend, is that you find simple practices, whether it's five minutes or 30 minutes a day, but simple practices that you can access in order to feel the abundance that is with you at all times. As far as references go, Insight Timer is one of my favorite apps. I recommend it to all of my clients and friends and family. It has such a wealth of practitioners. There's sound baths on there. There's anything and everything you could ever think of. So maybe a starting point for you if you're new to all of this is to download Insight Timer and make a goal of showing up for yourself for five minutes a day. I would also strongly suggest doing it at the same time every day because consistency helps us in our patterns and especially when we're developing new habits. Morning is a great time, especially before the day just kind of takes hold and you're chasing, chasing after the day itself. So perhaps you do it in the morning. Maybe you can put a little post-it or symbol or some reminder by your coffee maker or by your bedside clock or lamp, something to be a touchstone to remind you to do the practice. Another great time to do it is in the evening. And in fact, bookending it in that way is also really beautiful. If you could do five minutes in the morning and five minutes in the evening, it really helps a lot of my clients transition into sleep and rest. And they actually find that the next day takes off and unfolds in a really beautiful way because of the practice that they did the night before and how it affected their sleep. So these are some ideas for you to kind of try on for size. I'm wishing you so much love and light, my friend. Be well. <laughs>